Hi everyone, this is Rayson here and I'm your host for The Regacy Show and today it's episode number 42, baby. And not just that, today we are really honoured. Okay, we are really honoured and it's our pleasure to actually have Fritz Coco all the way from Chicago coming live onto our show today. And not just that, he's not just any ordinary person, but he's an extraordinary person, serial entrepreneur. Uh, you, you, you're, you're making my heart fall right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's a serial entrepreneur and also at the same time, he owns various businesses, which includes staffing, restaurants, clothing line, and etc. And not just that, he's also one hell of a fitness model. Right, he is also doing fitness as well, and he has been featured in many places, right? Many places than I, I have, right? He has been featured in Forbes, he has been featured in CBS News, uh, NBC News, he has been featured in Influencer, and etc. Right, so he has been featured many places, and today, wow, we are going to talk a lot about how he actually went from an ordinary person to become such an extraordinary person like him right now. Plus, he is also going to share with us the three steps that he's going to teach us, the three steps, how we can be an influencer. And, 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 and not just that, you are also going to learn the hardship of an entrepreneur like him that he has been facing along the years. Plus, how he overcame them as well. So if you guys are tuning in, do give us a thumbs up or give us a heart shape or anything and comment below how you feel about it and we'll start the ball rolling right now. Okay, so Fritz, well, it's, it's, it's been a while, right? I mean, like you have always wanted to be uh, on a show like you have been asking me and I also wanted you to be on the show as well. And we couldn't, our time just couldn't match until recently you were actually swimming by the pool <laughs> at Costa Rica. And then I was like watching you live and then you were asking me, hey, bro, so when are we going to do the interview? I was like, okay, okay. All right. I'm going to definitely fix the time with you. <laughs> so, and yeah. That, that actually happened. I mean, as you guys can see, I don't know if you guys see, uh, we up. To truly, truly apologize for the uh, technical difficulties earlier. Correct. We tried yep. to get on multiple times. Um, I tried it in mm -hmm. the phone. I tried it in my Mac. I tried it in my, my computer. Three completely different devices. But for some reason, <laughs> Facebook Live wouldn't work. So right now, you guys are watching this in a replay on a Zoom. Yep. But um, we tried our best just to get this podcast out. But um, yeah, um, we finally got it on. We tried our best, even though the time zone difference, um, Singapore and Chicago yep. time. We actually tried to schedule this already twice. <laughs> right? Right, right? Yeah, yeah twice. And then um, yeah, I messaged twice. this morning. I was like, right, it's 8 a.m. And he's like, oh, that was today. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we got to get it going. So I waited for yeah. a couple minutes, but it's okay. We tried it and we're here now. So that's all that matters. Yep, I, I believe, right, in life, we're going to have some uh, minor obstacles along our way, especially like, you know, having this podcast interview and also at the same time having viewers coming in and then after that, they were thinking, hey, what, what is happening? And then we have to actually explain to them and then after that, they realize that, hey, it, it's okay to have some minor mistakes because it, it's, it's part of life. And nothing is perfect in, in the whole whole wide world, right? So, yeah, I mean, coming to the first question, I, I believe, you know, you, you have been, you have been uh, doing business for quite some time already, especially when you were young, uh, you were younger, right? So, yeah, and do you mind if you tell us more about the businesses that you're currently doing right now? So, currently right now, as you mentioned before, I'm currently owning and co-owning and partnering multiple different companies from various industries. So right now uh -huh. I'm a co-owner of Talia Spice. This is a, an Asian fusion restaurant. We actually nice. recently sold this one recently, like a couple months ago. And then um, when I first purchased that, this was, I believe three or four years ago, I partnered up with mm -hmm. four people. But long story okay. short, to fast forward it later, 
um, I believe like six or eight months later, the, the brother-sister restaurant of that, it's called Simply Talia. So the, mm-hmm. owner of, the past owner of that back then reached out to me and he was like, hey, since you already purchased the other half of the pie, the other half of the franchise, might as well purchase mm-hmm. mine. So I was like, hmm, I wasn't even sure that there was another restaurant. So might as well go check it out, right? So I check it out. I was like, whoa, this is in a better location. Uh, there's a lot more uh-huh. traffic. And of course, okay. I checked the PNL, the taxes and whatnot. And it looks like it's thriving, but I could always implement my, my marketing strategies, my PR, my advertising, mm-hmm. and how I can even make the, the whole system, the operation a little bit more operational and a little bit more efficient, right? Make a little bit yep. more money on the side, but at the same time, my main idea of purchasing a restaurant coming from the fitness side of things is this. It's nice and simple. It's not because of the business side of things. I came in it because mm-hmm. of the, um, the liking of uh, and pretty much the principle and, and knowing that I have a restaurant. So right after I work out, I come out there mm-hmm. and I just eat whatever I want. That's all my idea back then. That was just my idea. No okay. business mindset. Nothing at all. It was just more of a like another investment for me because I invest to a lot of things and I want to make sure that I know a little bit of mm-hmm. knowledge when it comes to different industries. So when I sit with somebody, yep. it's like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. actually got a business in digital marketing agency. Oh yeah, I actually got a business too in staffing agency. Oh, okay, uh-huh. cool. I know Instagram marketing. I know Facebook marketing. I know Facebook ads. Oh, awesome. I know how to develop website as well and so forth, so forth. And that's why I like to diversify so much. The problem mm-hmm. with this is, though, that I'm encountering right now, and just to be transparent with all of our audience here and to be really yep. open, open up with you guys, is that there's a time where I spread myself too thin now, right? Since I have so many businesses that I'm going on, some of them are failing and some of them are succeeding. Mm-hmm. Of course, the things that are succeeding okay. right now are the ones that I'm focusing more on my time on. And that's what I found mm-hmm. out. But getting back to your questions and all the businesses right now, so I have Simply Talia. Uh, I'm, I'm the owner and CEO of that. This is located in, inside Block 37 Mall here in Chicago. I have okay. Co. I originally just consulted with them from the beginning. And I mm-hmm. eventually became a partner of that. It's iridiumclothingco.com. If you guys want to check that out, where we, we ship internationally, worldwide. It's a luxurious streetwear. So Gucci, Justin Bieber, um, all of the, the, some people from the MTVs, like a lot of other like rap and artists, rappers, uh-huh. have worn it yep. before. Because their stylist comes oh. out there and they select uh, the wardrobe that they want to wear. The problem with nice. that celebrities and, and influencers that want to wear is that they want to get paid if they're going to tag us. But they still post a picture, mm-hmm. but they don't credit us. And that's a problem with that. But that's still okay with us because of extra exposure and credibility, right? So yep. with the restaurant and the clothing, uh, clothing, store, clothing store, we actually have three stores nationwide, one in Atlanta and, and two in Chicago. So nice. everything, all of that, uh, I have e-commerce drop shipping. It's not really worth mentioning. It's not that big of a deal. But right now, what I'm focusing on my business side of things is through mm-hmm. marketing and consulting. I do a lot of coaching as well. So consult- between coaching and mentoring and consulting, those are the things that I do now on a day-to-day basis. Nice, nice, nice. Wow, that's, that's impressive. I mean, like, how young are you right now? <laughs> how young? I like that question. I am 27. <laughs> I'm turning 28 next month, so damn what the heck <laughs> holy cow you're 27 and you're you're such uh, a, a huge investor and also at the same time you are actually a, a i would say dabbling with so many businesses and you're wow you're that's impressive i mean like if it's in singapore not many of them are like this i mean a lot of them are actually working and then they are also having a side hustle. Like what I'm doing right now, I'm actually working as a psychiatric nurse, but also at the same time, I'm doing a side hustle of There's nothing wrong speaking having and a, a side hustle. I mean, I do that all the yep. time. Like literally, like uh-huh. as we speak, like, you know, my Instagram is, is filled with DMs. My Facebook and LinkedIn is filled with DMs because people are like yep. hitting me up how to develop a personal branding through social media. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't say, I would never say or state that I'm an ex- expert in a certain niche. I would just like to say mm-hmm. I'm a practitioner and I'm, I'm doing my best to capitalize on my nice. knowledge that I've learned throughout, you know, mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Because I'm a forever okay. student of the game and I'm always a learner. So True. I mean, likewise, man, I'm also still learning about personal branding, about mental health and so many other things that is part of my niche and sub-niche as well. So yeah, it's it's not. Um, I would say it's not 
a bad thing to have a side hustle, but Correct. at the same time, it is, uh, I would say, it, it is all about, say, we can't compare one, with one another because uh, comparison is, is the holiness of how a person can crumble and fall. That's because correct. I've seen so many people who compare, oh man, he's wearing a Rolex and I want it as well. Oh, that's, he's wearing a Gucci, Kenzo. That's what they and call the shiny um, syndrome, right? Shiny, shiny syndrome, yep, yeah. correct. I mean, correct, I got correct, into correct. that. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, Ray. I got into that, you know, when I see people like that, at first, beginning, I mean, I do have a couple of Rolexes and an expensive, luxurious watch, but I actually cut down. I actually sold one recently, literally like four months ago, my day job. Oh, nice. I thought, okay. at first, my whole mentality was like, okay, you know what? I got to flex. I'm doing this success. I'm grinding. I'm hustling. And I feel like, you know, mm -hmm. I got to gift myself and, and, and yep. show off, right? But it's all, also part of marketing. So I completely understand the concept behind this. Nothing Correct. Show off your your cars, your beautiful place, your, your luxurious watches and stuff like that. But at the same time, yep. for me back then, it was like, man, it's cool at first, but it dies up very quickly and it gets old very yeah. quickly. So. Correct, correct. Like when, when I first had my first Seventh Friday, I was like, whoa, man, I, had, I love it. And I was like uh, showing it off on Instagram and uh, <laughs> Facebook. And, I did the same oh, thing. I really love it. And yeah, and, and um, after a while, like maybe a few months later, I was like, ah, oh, man, it's it's dying. I mean, I I don't I don't feel like uh, you know I show off more, but but now I have this uh, hidden agenda in me, and that is to uh, work as hard as ever, and then become an influencer, and then at the same time get Seven Friday to sponsor me a watch or, or something like that. About yeah. It. There you go. So so yeah. So this this is uh, the true hustle that I'm, I'm working on right now. So yeah. Crossing fingers. <laughs> you got yeah, it. Like you got it, brother. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, just wondering, like, you have so many businesses, right? So, how did your business idea come about? Like, um, is, is it, like, through a coach, a mentor, or is it through a friend, or you just came up with the idea one day via brainstorming? How, how did it happen? So I'll give you guys, uh, I'll give you guys for all the people that are watching and yourself, I'll give you guys like kind of like the summary behind the, the whole thing that I'm before yeah. I got to this place. Right. So back in college, Instagram. So that was like maybe six, seven, maybe even eight years ago when I was mm -hmm. in college. The headphone fell off. Um, yep. Instagram wasn't so big back then. Right. Especially in the Correct. fitness industry. So it was just starting out. Uh, and all I wanted back then was to post my progress, meaning coming mm -hmm. from a very, very slim, skinny physique and then turning to a little bit more, you know, shredded and well-built physique, like a superhero physique, right? Because I've always, yep. always wanted to, to have that confidence, not just on top of my mentality and my, my, the way I think and stuff like that. I didn't want it to become mm -hmm. just a mental thing. I wanted to be both. And yep. some of, I can present it as physical. Like, I know I look mm -hmm. good. I know I got this and I know I'm very confident. And then at the same time, I have yep. the mindset to back it up. Right. So mm -hmm. I got into fitness. It's because I've always wanted to be fit and I've always, I'm always athletic and I want to challenge myself to better myself, not only physically, but also mm -hmm. mentally. Right. Correct. So long story short, guys, it's kind of yep. actually kind of funny. Somebody, mm -hmm. it, this is a homecoming weekend. I still remember it. Like, like it was yesterday, actually. It's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, home weekend, uh, a homecoming weekend in NIU. That's where I went. And then yep. since I was drunk and stuff like that, so I can only remember the stuff that I remember. And this is okay. the stuff that I remember. So it, it might not be in full details or full, uh -huh. you know, everything that I know from my memory. But that's what happened. Yep. Homecoming weekend, I'm coming back home from a frat party or whatnot. Me and my boys have um, a five-bedroom townhouse. So I'm coming back home mm -hmm. and then we always party there. We always party almost every weekend. That, that was what I was known for, to be honest, back then. I just like party. Okay. I love to party and socialize and network, right? Of course, have yep. and whatnot. But um, I'm coming back home. My neighbor was like, yo, Fritz, somebody broke into your townhouse. I was like, wait, what? So I was okay. like, what's going on? So I got kind of like hyped up a little bit, but you know, I'm a little tipsy, uh, a little intoxicated. I drank a lot and whatnot, uh -huh. but uh, uh -huh. I'm trying to rush because uh, I thought, I was like, whoa, 
those guys are going to steal because I have a lot of cash money back then. So I was like, man, those guys are probably going to find my money. Those guys are probably going to steal my, 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 my computer, my device, yep, yep, yep. whatever, right? And then all of my roommates are not there. So somebody broke in. Boom. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? I come in. I was like, oh, shit, the, the door's locked, right? So I, I grabbed my key. This is a true story. I shit, you know, a lot of my friends know still about this. I opened yep. it. I didn't push the key all the way into the keyhole. And then I was just such in a rush and adrenaline rush kicked in. I broke the key in half. And it, that's crap. How, crap. Exactly. I was like, what the Damn. So I couldn't, now, yeah, now I couldn't get in. So I broke the window just to get in. So I went upstairs. He's not there. I went to the living room. He's not there. I went in the basement where there's two bedrooms, the two biggest bedrooms, and one of them is mine. So I went downstairs. Check it out. I opened my room. Thank God he's not there. I opened my, my, one of my friends' room. He's there laying down sleeping. So I was like, yo. <laughs> so I was like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Who are you? Get the fuck up, you know? Get uh -huh. the fuck up, bro. So, and, and I just got so hyped, you know, being a college kid and just, yep, yep, yep. just being so competitive. And, you know, I know how to fight. I train for, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. I train a little bit of Muay Thai. I'm a practitioner. Oh, wow. And I, yep. I, do, I street fight, too, just for, for the heck of <laughs> fun of it, you know? It's okay. the young and reckless Fritz that, that a lot of people doesn't know. This is just a background. Okay. But um, anyways, okay. he got up. And the next thing you know, this guy's like at least 6'4 or 6'5 or something. And you know me back oh, then. Shit. I look like Bruce Lee. I'm like a 135-pound <laughs> guy, all shredded, uh, tiny. I'm, I'm only 5'9". This guy's huge, right? Uh, and, he was like, and he stood up. It's like, bro, who are you? Get the fuck out. This is my room. And I was like, bro, you are in the wrong place and you're in the wrong house. And it's like, no, uh -huh. man, you're in the wrong house. So I started screaming, screaming so loud. Next thing you know, all my neighbors swarmed in and start watching and start taking videos. Knowing uh -huh. me, my mentality back then, I'm so like, man, I cannot, I cannot back down. I'm always on top. I got to fight. I got to fight. I got to fight. This is self-defense. And at the same time, fuck it, man. People are watching me. I don't want to look like a pussy or I don't want to look like I'm weak or anything, right? Correct. I did not back so I did not back up being the, the manly pride, right? The pride, the pride of a man and will kill us. Yeah. But <laughs> being that, that, the prideful Fritz and, and, and like I was in ready to fight mode. This uh -huh. guy tackled me. He tackled me, pow. And then I know how to sprawl. So I sprawled and I just started putting uh -huh. elbows and, and uh -huh. hitting me with knuckles. Okay. And then, and then my neighbor's like, Fritz, stop, stop, stop. This is all I can remember from, from all the screen. Fritz, stop, stop, stop. He's leaking. He's leaking. He's leaking. That was his blood spreading out of his head. And then, oh, yeah. yep. And then there was like blood everywhere. And then whatever. It's the end of that story. I don't want to take that much time of that. End of the story. He came back the next morning and I thought, oh my God, this is round two. And he bought a friend, another big guy. Right. <laughs> and then, but everyone Damn. sober up. I'm just sitting in my kitchen, um, trying to loosen up the swell, the swollenness on, on my broken knuckle. It's still broken. You guys uh -huh. can still visible right here. You see how the, the oh. middle knuckle is a lot bigger yep. than the other yeah, one? Yeah, correct. That, that's that's uh -huh. with me forever now. So there's like disintegrated um, bones in there. And I had to get a cast oh. and whatnot. So, but that okay. was it. And then he came back there. Apparently, he dropped his phone. And then he's feeling okay. And they said he needs to go to the, to, 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 uh, the hospital and get it stitched up and stuff like that. And then he mm -hmm. came out there. It's like, yeah, guys, I think I got jumped yesterday by five mm -hmm. or six guys. And then I was looking at him, bro, you got jumped by a small kid, me. I, I jump you, you tried to tackle me. So yeah. you probably thought there was just a lot of guys punching him. But, uh, you know, he was drunk. Uh, I was intoxicated as well, but, you know, able to handle uh -huh. myself. But whatnot. He came out yeah. there and then that, the story was he's an alumni, a football alumni for NIU also, the same college. And he lived at the same exact place, at the same exact room. So he was drunk, intoxicated after a homecoming week. Oh. Partied a lot. Okay. So that's the story. He actually thought that he still lives there and still goes to college, but he was an alumni. And I was, I think I was only uh -huh. sophomore year in, in college, college back. Sophomore year or maybe junior year in college. Junior back. year. Okay. Yeah. But okay. that was the, the whole story around it. But what I was getting at is that back in college, fitness was my main passion, right? Or, yep, or correct. getting into fighting and stuff like that. I really want to go fight, mm -hmm. get into yep. MMA. But this happened. This um, kind of stopped me from getting into matches that I want to do. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. It, I had a tournament like, that I want to join, I think the following month or something like that. But I didn't get uh -huh. to join it because I had a cast for like literally four or five months. I have pictures of it, oh. I have videos of it, and the whole thing. I'll show it to you. I can't show okay. it to the audience, 
But since my neighbor recorded the entire thing, I still uh -huh. have it until now. And it's crazy. Oh, nice. They actually, okay. they actually posted it in Worldstar or something. And then oh. the guy, yeah. And, and it went somewhat viral. I mean, it got a couple thousand views, maybe like six, 5,000 views. But literally, uh -huh. within the 24 hours, the guy tried to hire a lawyer to kind of like sue me to take it down. So I just, I, I was like, that's not me. I didn't post that. That was my neighbor. Yep. I was like, take that down. So I asked my, my neighbor to please take that down. And then I think yep. they took it down or something like that. But yeah, he got uh -huh. awesome views and whatnot. It was just a quick 12 mm -hmm. hour, 24 hour. And then, yep. and yeah. So getting back to the business side of things, when this happened, I found my newfound passion and my love through fitness. And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. The only thing I can do since this is broken, you know, I can't, I can't really punch or anything. I'm going to do squats. Yep. Squats, leg workout, ab workout, whatever it is that I can do to stay physically fit. Yeah. I found out, I found out, I found out. And then I was like, okay. So I think about like three, four, five months. And then, you know, I'm still working out whatever chest flies, whatever it is that I can, I, I can do. Because I have a whole mm -hmm. cast to my, to my elbow until to my, to my hand. Right? Yeah. So I can do like this. I can do one-handed push-up. So I'm seeing uh -huh. people in the gym at the rec center getting inspired. I was like, man, look at this guy. He's injured, but he's still working out, right? Still working yeah. out. So what I did back then, I just started posting my before pictures and after pictures, right? Uh -huh. Instagram, uh -huh. Instagram, this Instagram yep. alone. And I had like the iPhone 4 or something. or Not even okay. the iPhone 4 to begin with. I had the G1, um, G1 um, from, it's an Android to T-Mobile. Yeah. LG, very, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a G1. It's like Google, Google oh. one or something. And it's like a sliding oh, okay, okay. keyboard. It's like a sliding phone. But anyways, the, the low quality, everything, I posted everything on, on Instagram and just sharing it. I started to gain some traction, meaning a lot of people, uh -huh, uh -huh. A lot of people liking, commenting, getting inspired, right? Nice. Uh -huh. They're reposting my pictures and then putting uh, an inspirational quote over it. And then uh -huh. it just gained some traction, 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 until to the point where I'm getting a lot of followers, right? And yep. then I was like, oh my God, I see the potential in it. Now I'm getting a lot of comments. Now I'm getting a lot of mm -hmm. emails asking, oh, Fritz, yep. what can I do to get six pack? Hey, Fritz, how can I get a bigger <clears throat> arms? How can I stay fit and whatnot? Now I created the business mm -hmm. out of it. And then I came up with my online coaching, right? So when mm -hmm. people hit me up, I customize a workout and diet plans to them customize it specifically to their needs whether they want to lose weight they want to gain weight they want to get you know six pack whatever it is like yep. different plans mm -hmm. like four eight twelve sixteen weeks and whatnot and i'm getting hundreds and hundreds to thousands of thousands of dollars every single week and this is purely, oh nice yeah and this is purely cash technically cash but because it's through paypal paypal back then that, that was just it they're sending it as friends and family yep. so no tax nothing at all so i was getting it and getting mm -hmm. it and getting it. So I was traveling our world and whatnot. Uh, during that presence, um, I established multiple different fitness pages also to create it and then mm -hmm. gain more business out of it. Selling shout outs now to fellow fitness models, to fellow fitness uh -huh. models. Yes. Getting sponsored uh -huh. now. So I got head up and getting, getting different free clothing from boxers to, to gym clothes, to supplements, like almost everything, almost every single week. <laughs> they have all of this okay. free um free clothing and back then all of these brands that i'm about to mention weren't so big back then gym chart ape gym athletics chart. Uh, okay aesthetic revolution um paragon okay. fitwear all of these brands are all successful nice. so all yep, of them are successful especially gym shark gym sharks in a whole nother level yes. back then yep, yep, yep. i got the pride and um <clears throat> the ego got into me I'm, I'm going to be completely mm -hmm. honest. So I was like, I didn't sign yep. any contract with them. I always thought, I was like, okay, there's probably going to be a bigger brand that's going to send me something and that's who I'm going to partner up with, right? But I never yep. got that chance. I never got that chance. It's because they move in so quick. So after like a year or two years, three years later, now they're bigger. Now they don't care about me. Now they care for mm -hmm. a bigger fitness influencers that I have more impact, right? That, that mm -hmm. actually competes, that actually has trophies, that actually has bigger... YouTube page, bigger Instagram page, and biggest yep. influence. So that right. was kind of like my biggest setback. I'm a, a, a completely honest because it was more of a like a regret in a depression stage in my life. So I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Fuck it. I'm still making money uh, online through my online coaching. Whatever. I don't care about it. Right. So I just move forward. And while I'm moving forward, I'm just parting and parting, parting, trying to forget all of this regrets of I could mm -hmm. be the next Gymshark event. I could be the Shreds athlete that they were trying to hit me up. And because they went big for a certain phase. And then yes. you know, all Shreds, of this, Shreds went big. That, the did, CEO, but, uh, 
man, he, he is really, really inspiring. I saw Arvin how he actually puts out a real yeah, good Arvin Lau. Yeah. He's really right. good. He's really good. But um, yeah, yeah, that was just a story into fitness back then. I got a lot of, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Maybe I made the first six figures after like 14, maybe 16 months of while mm-hmm. I'm still in college. I was like 20, yep. 21, 22, whatever. Then right after that, I got connected to multiple different supplements brands and whatnot. Uh, I consulted for Gaspari Nutrition for a couple months. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really want the way I wanted to. I asked my parents. I was like, hey, um, Gaspari, Mr. Gaspari. I call him Mr. Gaspari. He's the owner and CEO of Gaspari Nutrition. Gaspari wanted me to fly out in New Jersey and handle the whole marketing team. You know, and, and my parents like, no, you got to finish college because I still have like a year, a year and a half left in college back then. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they got finished that. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Okay, I'll respect you guys. You guys are my parents. I'll follow your, your orders, right? Because at the same yep. time, I'm still doing my side hustle. I'm enjoying like I'm traveling around the world with my friends, Miami, Cancun, yep. you name it. Like, you know, as a college kid and I have this income, it wasn't really, really big, but it's still something to sustain my lifestyle and just to sustain my having fun in real life. So I didn't mm-hmm. focus on the social media marketing of things and I focused on yep. the life situation back then, mainly. Mm-hmm. So I lost a lot of traction from coming from a fitness mm-hmm. influencer. Nice. And then, um, hold on here. Okay. Another, another thing is playing for some reason. Oh. There you go. Okay. Some, some okay. pop-up just opened up. I don't know what it was, but I think it's a notification <laughs> yep. on Facebook. But um, from a fitness influencer, I, I wouldn't even call myself influencer back then. I'm just like a fitness guy just trying to show my hard work, mm-hmm. the food I eat, the workout I do. And then yep. I stopped literally for like a couple months, maybe five months, six months, seven months and whatnot. And then mm-hmm. I didn't really focus on the social media branding side of things. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm okay. I got satisfied. I got complacent, right? Fast yep. forward later. I'm done with college. I finally signed up with this brand. Um, they're a fat burning tea brand in Silicon Valley. And they wanted me mm-hmm. to do the same thing, handle the marketing side of things, social media marketing side of things, mm-hmm. and then yep. to, 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 to handle that. I went out there right after I got graduated. I think I drove like, I don't know how many miles is that from Chicago to San Jose. I think it's like 3,000 miles or Whoa. something. Nonstop. <laughs> wow, Nonstop. damn, that's very far, man. It is. And that's, that's what I did. <laughs> and I bought my very first car in cash. Um, not my very first car, but it, it's, it's, it's a car that I liked back then. And I was like, you know, uh-huh. I'm going to buy this BMW M3. M3 is just, it's, Ooh, so, nice. it's, it's so sleek. I like the design. Yep. It's retro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like business look, but at the same time, sporty at the same time. Sporty, correct. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. So I bought it in cash. I think it was like eighteen or $19,000 in cash. Mm-hmm. And back then that was a lot to me. You know, I actually had to ask yep. my parents like extra couple thousands of dollars just to purchase it in whole because you know i want to have like a lee- leeway of cash with me when i go somewhere else like i don't know how, how it's going to turn out maybe the job's going to be yep. no right mm-hmm. so it's just like a a little backup to me but you know i got it um i planned it so right after i graduated i got the car already i drove all the way from chicago to to san jose only with one stop yep. no sleep at all i only stopped at las vegas to to visit my aunt just for like a six or seven hour sleep for a, a nap because I'm falling asleep. And, yep. you know, since Las Vegas is somewhat on the way already, I stopped by to say hi to my aunt and my uncle. And then uh-huh. they were like, you're crazy. What is going on? Why didn't you fly out? I was like, no, I got to bring my car. This is the car yeah. I bought. And they were like, wow, that's a nice car. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so after that, after the six hour nap or whatever, six hour sleep, I went straight to work, Silicon Valley. That's where I grinded out everything. I started as a fitness ambassador. Uh, social media coordinator and whatnot and then went mm-hmm. on from there and then one month later i became the uh pretty much like i would like to say social media director in such a way mm-hmm. but i'm already doing the budget yep. i'm already doing mm-hmm. the budgeting the kick messages i had like four iphones the the old iphone fours. i still have it with me some of them because i'm still using it for instagram i have like oh like, whoa <laughs> like, i'm not even kidding i have like 32 or whatever 40 accounts that's that's oh. running into this but anyway <laughs> wow. yeah, this just, okay. I'm, I'm, just, okay. I'm just showing you guys where everything like so you guys get the background because like, it didn't happen overnight this is correct years and years a day in day in of hard mm-hmm. work hard work and yep. intellectual work right mm-hmm. so anyways with that brand i was able to kind of like bring up 
the company to the next level from making six figures to seven figures. And, you yep. know, I, and it was crazy. But anyway, long story short, I wanted to get into partnership with that brand, right? And then I asked for equity, a partnership, and a bigger pay. I was, I was making uh -huh. six figures, but, you uh -huh. know, for me, I feel like I'm still not getting what I'm worth. I'm doing the financing yeah. to you guys. I'm doing the budgeting. I fired out at least six uh -huh. or maybe five employees to save you money. That's oh. not doing their work. And I'm doing, and uh -huh. I took on that responsibility, right? So uh -huh. now I uh -huh. saved him office space. I saved him a lot of money when it comes to finances, stuff like that. But anyways, yep. I quit and established my own company and I went back here in Chicago. And then that's where everything uh -huh. else, I started investing and developing all this, and got into this businesses. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, that's nice. That's nice. Well, I, I believe, uh, you know, going through seven years of so of hustling and getting these results is actually very rewarding. But still, like what Gary told me the other time was 21 years to success. If you have that mindset towards 21 years of success, you are going to win the game because you're going to be consistent. You're going to be telling yourself that, hey, even though I've just uh, succeeded, bought my Rolexes and things like that, you know, I, I still have something more to achieve and I have something more to actually go into rather than, you know, just, uh, oh, it's time for slack time, relax time. Okay. And, and then after that, they got complacent. And then after that, business start to crumble like Nokia, for example, Motorola and so many other right. companies that actually they weren't able uh, to adapt. They weren't able yeah, to Yeah, they, they went they went full blown in the early two thousands and even the nineteen nineties, right? Mm -hmm. Nokia was like wow, one of the biggest brands of all. And then after that they couldn't adapt with Android. They couldn't adapt with the iPhone. latest technology, iPhone, right? And even Blackberry as well was was flopping <laughs> very much. Uh, as as it comes to 2010 and onwards so yeah i mean knowing all this like getting into all these businesses and all so what is the driving force for you to become an entrepreneur was it was it other than you know being uh the fitness model that that you were or the fitness ambassador then you realize that oh okay i want to be a entrepreneur or was it because of your parents that you want to be an entrepreneur yeah what was the reason i would have i would have given a lot of props and credits to my parents for sure i was born and raised mm -hmm. in a third world country in the philippines my dad was okay. a hustler my mom was a hustler my dad is a tricycle yep. driver tricycle driver for the audience that doesn't know oh. it's, it's um it's a motorcycle that just has a side mm -hmm. cart he does that Yep. 12, 15, 16 hours every single day. He wakes up. I saw oh. uh, like at four in the morning, start driving that every single day to, to you know, it's a okay. form of communication in the Philippines from get to streets mm -hmm. to streets, right? And it's yeah. hot in the Philippines. That's why my dad is so dark, like, you know, and he hustles, hustles, hustles for years and years and years until he comes to the point where he created a business out of it. So now he bought another tricycle, another tricycle. Mm -hmm. Well, he rents mm -hmm. it out with another tricycle driver and he gets paid yep. for it while he's still driving the tricycle driver, uh, tricycle himself. So yep. he created a business out of the, I mean, back then, maybe when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old, like the, uh, the word entrepreneur wasn't really so big back then or wasn't really Correct. famous, but I would consider them an entrepreneur in such a way, right? Because mm -hmm. they're doing the hustling yep. work and, and creating a business out of, from their ideas and from their passion, yep. right? Correct. The same thing with my mom. My mom then decided to create like this Sari Sari store. Sari Sari store is like a mini store that's attached to our house. And then she buys and resells things um, like, like gin. Gin is, um, it's called a Hinebra. It's like a white. Hinebra. Uh -huh. God, very, very strong. But I like it. Oh, <laughs> it's a, yeah. gin, right? Gin. gin. Hinebra, yeah, yeah, yeah. gin, something. And then we have the beers, okay. San Miguel. Uh -huh. And then she has everything in there, like little sardines. She have the pancit canton. It's like noodle base, lakimi, uh -huh. all of that. And then she sells like the ice candies, the ice water. Whoa. You just okay. like plastic and put water and they put it in the fridge and they, it hardens. Uh -huh. Sell that as an ice, right? Oh, uh, okay. Soft drinks, snacks, whatever you name it. It's literally little. It, it's so small, but it fits everything. Uh -huh. And she just sits there all day waiting for somebody to come and buy. 
Then while she was mm-hmm. doing that, she got into affiliate marketing. Again, the terms are not really there back then, but this is pretty much an affiliate marketing. Back then, yep. Talon and Avon is really big in the Philippines. And, um, okay, Avon. The, okay. It's like yep. cosmetic brands and, and yep, correct. clothes and whatnot for women, right? She started mm-hmm. doing that. Now she started hustling and, and, and promoting that and she's getting commission and commission after that when a person buys cosmetics from her. But you know, and she, she gets that mm-hmm. from the other one. So she's making money and money. And at the same time, mm-hmm. she cuts hair. She's into cosmetics. She, she cuts hair. She likes to do that. <laughs> right. Wow. right. So she's doing wow. a lot of side hustles all at the same time. So I get to nice. see the hard work and, and the values, the morality that they had instilled in me. You know, I yes, feel like correct. I was spoiled. I know I am spoiled. I was spoiled. I'm the youngest one out of the four um, siblings that I have. Um, mm-hmm. I got spoiled with love and care and effort and i, I and i feel like okay. I'm, I'm very in debt to that and and i, I feel like I'm, definitely i got instilled with this such values and love and compassion mm-hmm. that i'm able to translate that and that's where i revolve my business mindset around and my personal values to be honest now and i'm forever grateful for that i tell that my parents all the time and i appreciate that but um well, when it comes to your mm-hmm. your your question What's my driving force when it comes to entrepreneurship and developing all this business? For me, it's all about self-ambition at the same time, but also helping make an yep. impact to the people that I care about. Not only strangers. I mean, strangers is good. If I, if I make an impact to strangers and to my followers and to the people that are watching this, that is awesome. That's yep. great. It's all part of the process. But I want to make an impact to the circle of people that, that I really care about, whether that's my loved one, you know, my, my girlfriend or my family, my brothers, my cousins, my uncles and my aunts or my close friends, yep. my best friends, right? Those mm-hmm. is what I really care about. I want to bring the success with them. I want to motivate them. I want to inspire them and also develop businesses together. So nice. that's what I really want. The essence of freedom and inspiring other people. Wow. Me too, man. Uh, everyone has their own goals and dreams. And I believe for those who are watching right now, if you're really inspired by this story, of Fritz, you know, um, I, when, when you shared all this, I was really touched. I was like, wow, damn, I didn't know your parents would have to work so hard for a living. And not just in Philippines, Vietnam, all the Southeast Asian countries, even places like Singapore or even US as well, there are people who are hustling right. that hard. Yeah, um, I'm not talking about people like Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, and all these Ty Lopez. No, I'm not talking about these guys. I'm talking about those middle-income earners, those people who are of the lower-income tier that are depending on coupons. And for example, in US, they're depending on coupons. Man, I can I can feel you know even though uh, US they are not third-world country, they are not even a third-world country, but yet there are still people suffering in this right. manner. I mean, like wow. It's, it's the, the amount of people who are wealthy and the amount of people who are middle income and poor are like, wow, topsy-turvy. The amount of people is like a lot in, of difference in, in all this. So yeah, I mean like, man, this, this, this is really, oh, it's, wow. It's touching. It's really touching. I mean, yeah, it is. I live here in downtown Chicago. I, I don't know if you guys yep. can see, um, but almost every street that I go to, even though it's a very up class mm-hmm. place, right? Almost every yep. other block or every block, there's a homeless person. Just imagine mm-hmm. that, right? And True. I walk through my meetings, uh, I walk fast by it, and I just, you know, at the same time, I want to help as much as I can, but I can only do so much, giving a couple change here and there, right? Mm-hmm. But Correct. that's kind of like one of my motivation to succeed even further and to the next level where I can be yep. in a place where I can create my own charity to really help out. Mm-hmm. Cause right now, you know, I'm still striving. I'm still striving. I'm developing all this business. I'm investing in all this business, but I just don't have that enough. I would like to say financial just yet financial leeway where I can create a campaign or where I can create um, some type of charity that I can really help out. I'm not in that place. Mm-hmm. And that's why one of the, my motivational force also my, my fuel yep to this desire and ambition to, to succeed harder and higher in life. But that's definitely part of my thing. And, um, and I, I want to make it happen for sure. And um, hopefully it'll happen in the next couple of years. So. Definitely. I believe it will happen and it definitely will be one of the biggest, I would say, 
result that you're gonna get from you know giving so much and in return i believe god or whatever they believe in universe will actually help you along the way i think we are getting cut out here i don't know what just happened ray are you still here hmm so said your screen got jammed oh yes i think back. you too okay that's fine yeah right. okay so back to the question is like um i would like to ask you right have you ever met any failures during your journey of entrepreneurship and how has this failure right set you up for later success a lot of failures i mean day in day out i, I stumble upon mm -hmm. failures but it's just another mm -hmm. i would like to say a bump in the road another yep. hill to climb some of them might mm -hmm. be mountains you know that, mm -hmm. that i have to conquer and hike through and reach to the top but um yep I would like to say failures. Let's go back to the story that I got into the fitness scene in, in, in becoming a fitness influencer for mm -hmm. also to say right back then. I regret, I regret. And still now in some way or another, like, you know, I, that could have mm -hmm. been me, the, the Gymshark people now, or that could have been me in aesthetic revolution and, and rocking those clothes and really be, be proud of it. Right. And all this potential, yep. this far in nutrition, I could be the, you know, the guy that's, that's competing and being sponsored by them and, and going all over the world and whatnot. Right. But I yep. chose a different path. I make my decisions based on my decision, how I felt back then. So yeah, I can look back as much as I possible, but I can't really do anything about it. But what I did back Definitely. then, move forward and launch me to the next step where I can want to be. It's a different route, but I'm still in the level mm -hmm. of success where I could be proud of it. Somewhat proud of it, right? But not satisfied. I, I, I am proud of what I've accomplished and what I've gotten through. But at the same time, uh, I'm still not as satisfied where I want to be because I never want to be complacent anymore like what I did back then because I lost all of sure. those potential. So failures, those are like one of my failures. I didn't really did my, my, my diligence research with those brands mm -hmm. and really want to partner up yep. with them and whatnot. So mm -hmm. that's okay. Failures when it comes to classes and selecting majors, you know, I think I failed at least twice with Calculus oh. 2 or whatnot, okay. you know. But I didn't really uh -huh. enjoy it because, again, it already comes to the point where, you know what, I don't really, I have that mindset that I don't really need college. Like I'm only yep, doing in college to, to make my parents proud, you know, for that mm -hmm. paper. It, it's more of a, yep. an Asian community comes with this, the status quo that, oh, my son mm -hmm. is an engineer. You know, my son is yep. a doctor. My son is, is a nurse or a lawyer or it, it's something too that Asian parents had got accustomed to with the culture back then. Right. Cause that's the culture yep. that they grew up with. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I completely understand that. Cause that was the way they were brought up that you go to yep. school, you do good in school. After school, you get a job and that's it, mm -hmm. right? But that's right. never something that I wanted. I, I've never wanted that. Ever since I was young, I want, I'm always a leader. I want to be a leader, whether it was a leader in a gang, leader in a group, leader <laughs> something, right? As being childish, yeah. you, know, you know, like back then, like nine, 10 years old, you have your little friends like, oh, who's the strongest? Okay, now let's fight, pop, pop, pop. And you, you have like a little tournament that's going on. You punch each other, fights <laughs> first. Oh, therefore, he loses, okay. right? So, mm -hmm. and then I fight the next friend. Okay, he cried first, therefore he loses. Then sometimes we cried at the same time. Okay, we tie, we fight again the next day, you know? <laughs> and stuff like oh, that. It's like little kids, okay. but it's, it's the mentality that I was brought to, brought up to. And, and mm -hmm. I've always wanted that. I inspired, I watch a lot of animes. Um, Dragon Ball Z, you know, One Piece, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, nice. whatever. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, I mean, not Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, yes. the, the card game. Yu Yu Hakusho, yeah, yeah. Yu Yu that's Hakusho, a really good wow, one. That, Flame, that's a really Flame, good one. Flame of Rekka, Hajime no Ippo is recent. That's like boxing. One Piece is yes, like my yes, number yes. one thing. Naruto, all of the uh, stuff, right? It's people think it's childish when when a a, a grown man watches anime. For me, I took yep. it as an inspiration. Another part of inspiration is because. You watch these people grow, right? You watch mm -hmm. them succeed. They will fail. They will come, they will overcome obstacles. They will, mm -hmm. they will go through adversities and stuff like that. But it's Definitely. how resilient they are in order to succeed and go overcome that. And that inspired right. the hell out of me. That inspired the shit out of me. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, man. Like, I'm that person. I can relate to that. You see? Yeah. But um, Correct. Yeah. It's, it's just like when you watch Dragon Ball, for example. Oh. <laughs> Goku always goes Super Saiyan mode and Vegeta always wants to be 
as good as Goku or better than Goku and they will always be competing, having friendly competition. Correct. And yeah, I mean like this, this is life. Like when we watch how Goku became stronger or even when we watch Power Rangers, for example, yeah, we watch them defeating the bad guys and all. We, we feel like, hey man, they have their bad days in the yeah. scenes where they have to fight and everything and they have to get beaten down many times and then they got get back, back up. up again. Yeah. So it's just like Dragon Ball Heroes, for example, the recent one that I, that I watched. That I haven't seen that okay. I haven't got the time so, yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's like Goku was actually facing the newest, baddest ass villain in Dragon Ball Hero. And he was like one big, Super Saiyan that is way stronger than Vegeta and Goku as well. And they were all in interdimensional changes where Dragon Ball GT, Goku and Vegeta had to help the original Goku. So the Goku was beaten down badly and then he was he was uh he was whacked all the way down and he was squashed by by the big guy. And in the end he he was completely unconscious right he was completely unconscious vegeta was out trunks was was uh, being badly affected he he was not so strong as well so many other people were actually watching and to the point that you know when i watched that scene i was like hey, damn don't tell me he's dead but apparently it took him a while to recharge and rejuvenate mm. so same goes with life same goes with anyone who faces any obstacles, challenges, like what we had just now for Facebook Live technical difficulty. Yeah, in the end, we, we made it happen. Now we are talking and we are watching uh, you know, one another and we are talking to one another. And yeah, it's, it's all part and parcel of life. Like when, when I, it was, for my case, it was like four years back. You know, I was working as a Japanese clinic nurse like you know i i have no clue about japanese other than japanese anime right and of course you know we we were like um young and foolish like when i had my diploma in nursing i thought hey man i can go wherever i want where whenever i want especially after my army right so i we all the singaporean guys have to go through army so we went through army and then after that we came out and then I straight away went to a private sector to work and to my demise, man, within three months of work, I was being laid off. Oh, like no. literally, <laughs> I was being laid off and um, within a few weeks later, my ex-girlfriend and I, we broke up uh, because it was very toxic and we kept quarreling and everything. So it, it took me a while and, and even to the extent where my mom, I actually have a mom who actually, who actually suffers from a mental disorder, which is known as schizophrenia. So she actually, you know, had minor relapses every now and then. And even before, she had very big relapse back then as well. So everything was crashing down uh, at that point of time. And I, I realized one thing that life is not always going to be going downwards every day, every month, every year. It, it will go down a little for a few days, for maybe a month or so, but it will slowly get back up. It's like a roller coaster ride that goes all the way down and then goes up. So this, this is what I realized. Like life, as much as we have a lot of challenges, right, it's, it's okay. I mean, as long as we don't give up, and we don't give in to all these challenges. The, the amount of success that's coming back to you will come to you eventually and incrementally. So yeah, I mean, I mean everyone has, has their own setbacks and like you, you have to go through a lot of uh, understanding about yourself, like what Gary always says, self-awareness is key, right? right? So yeah, so everyone, that is actually lost right now, once you actually understand more about why you're here on earth and why you are actually doing certain things and you're happy about it and you are actually able to get that and make it into a 
income or even something that you don't really like, but you're able to get a lot of income from there, plus doing what you love, man, I'm sure you're going to be very, very successful. And perhaps you'll be like what Fritz have gone through, being interviewed and being featured on so many media platforms, <laughs> Facebook Live, Instagram Live that I saw the other time. It's just getting started, oh. brother. I feel like yeah. you're, you're making me very humble right now. and You're so modest. And <laughs> I, no, honestly, because um, I'm surrounded with this, I would like mm -hmm. to say, like multi-millionaires and they're nice. on to the next level. And I've always Correct. feel like I'm the one in the bottom. And it's not necessarily oh. a bad thing. I, yep. If anything, for me, it's an extra mm -hmm. source of motivation. It's an extra source of, of fuel for me, for my burning desires to create my empire yep. and whatnot. Because okay. I'm already associated with them. And, and I love it. And I love it. Yep. And, you know, YEC is another thing. YEC is a great, great platform. And um, it consists of, of top entrepreneurs at the age of under 40. And a lot of them are, oh, nice. are Forbes under 30. A lot of them are very influential. When you use the word influential to me, I feel like I'll, mm -hmm. I'm not even on their level yet, but it's okay. Uh, I'm associated mm -hmm. with them. We're all the same members and whatnot. And yep. uh, it's an invite-only organization called YEC. And you need to make at least seven figures and higher. And these people that are in part wow. of the community are very, very successful, right? <laughs> so when you look oh. at the things and the stuff that about me, I feel like I've only touched the, uh, the edge. I haven't even stepped on fully yet onto that land. Okay. So Whoa. I'm in the beginning stages still. And when I compare uh -huh. myself with these greats and, and all the top entrepreneurs, of course, there's like different uh -huh. level. And I feel like I'm still in the bottom of the pyramid trying to get to the top. And I think it's a, it, it's a, it's a good thing for me because I don't want to uh -huh. get complacent anymore. Like I mentioned before, yep, right? like I've missed all of those chances, those just opportunities that I didn't take upon and didn't capitalize uh -huh. upon. So now here I am trying to capitalize every single opportunity that comes my way and see if it's something that's worth my time. So, okay. but yeah, when it comes to biggest failures, like your ass, those are one thing. So it's just like another thing, you know, with business, like the first uh, restaurant I mentioned, it didn't go mm -hmm. success. Like it wasn't successful at True. all. That's why we sell True. it. And that's why yep. the partnership fell apart and whatnot. It comes with it. It comes with it. But the lessons that I learned Correct. from that, I was able to apply it to my new restaurant, to my other restaurant. So now, nice. you know, it, it's all part of the process. The failures, I embrace it, if anything. Like, I, I yep. like it because the more I fail, I feel like the more I learn and the more succeed, success that will come my way. So. Correct. Failures are just feedback to your own success, I would say. Yep. And as long as you learn from it and apply that. <laughs> yep, correct. And, and uh, I'm curious, right? When you feel overwhelmed or, you know, sad, and as you said, you went through slight depression before mm -hmm. because you actually, uh, you know, missed certain opportunities and stuff like that. So what do you do to over when you feel so negative? I, I take time off. I take time mm -hmm. off. Take time off. Okay. Take time off to self-reflect on decisions that I make. Self-reflect mm -hmm. on the goals and ambitions that I want to achieve. Yep. Okay. And just got to keep my head up and keep moving forward. And that's all you can nice. really do about it. You can't keep mm -hmm. sitting in, in the corner of the room and be depressed about it because you, don't, right. you no longer have the opportunity. You, can't, you yep. can no longer control that, right? No matter yep. how many times you can go back, even though in a time machine, I don't even want a time machine to be developed because I feel like True. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't meet the people that I, uh, I met and, and people in my life. If you go back mm -hmm. and change the past, it will change the whole reality of where you're at now. So yep, definitely. when it comes to obstacles and what do I do if I'm feeling depressed and I'm feeling sad and feeling like I'm a failure or whatnot, I move forward. Mm -hmm. I keep my head up. I count Thanks. my blessings. I look at my mm -hmm. family. I look at my girlfriend. I look at my, my, yep. my, my friends. I look at myself. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy. I got food on the table. I live in a nice place. I'm, yep. you know, like I, I count my blessings to the point where I am grateful from what I have. Nice. So. That's, that's what I believe all the viewers have uh, to actually practice. And that's something that it will benefit you in the long run. Like get yourself a gratitude journal that, that I'm doing right now. You know, yes. do something like this and, you know, count your blessings, be it whenever you're going to eat, you go pray and say that, oh, you give thanks to the food and things like that. Yeah. You can do all this kind of stuff slowly and incrementally, count your blessings and you realize that there's so many things that you can be blessed and grateful for. 
like for today, there's somebody from US, one of my followers actually sent me a book. So this was the book that she sent me and it was a surprise and she has been sending me cards over and over again. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And yeah, I mean, as long as you build relationship with people and you do not just let the relationship dies off, I'm sure a lot of, I would say, rewards will come to you, be it uh, uh, exponential, yeah, outside reward or in, intrinsic reward. Yeah, it will all come to you, right? So yeah, and, and I would like to ask you, right, since the title is actually three steps of uh, becoming more influential, right? So do you mind if you share with our audience what are the three steps that anyone can actually be influential in their life? I wouldn't say, since you named it three steps, I wouldn't really say this this exact process. I mean, there, there are mm-hmm. many steps to become an influencer. Definitely. I mean, um, but there's no right equation for me, but I will share based on my experience what I've done. I just follow okay. my passion. Step one, I follow my passion. Okay. That's it. I follow so my passion. passion. I want fitness, uh-huh. entrepreneurship. I like the hustle. I follow my passion. That's what I did. Yep. Step two, I document mm-hmm. it. I document, document the whole entire process, right? The whole mm-hmm. entire thing, whether I'm failing or whether I'm succeeding. So you market yep. both sides. So people are able to relate to you. If you document mm-hmm. your failures, pow, pow, pow. Cool. Cool. Now, now people are looking. Oh, he's up to something. He's doing something. Then you document yep. failures throughout that. Oh, okay. Now they're interested. They're either, they're, they're either cheering for you to, to fail even more for the haters mm-hmm. or they're cheering right. for you to succeed and, and, and overcome the obstacle, right? So yep. if you document that people, you create some type of influence mm-hmm. with them for them to be able to relate in a journey. Maybe they're going through the same, yep. maybe they're going through the same failures and phases in life. So mm-hmm. that would be it. Follow your passion. You document. And number three, I love to stay authentic. I talk about things that I can talk about yes. over and over again. I like to talk right. about the transparency, how I fail and what I got depressed on. I like to talk about my failures, mm-hmm. my successes, my girlfriend. Yep. I, I like to talk about everything. And that's what changed me. So even back then in, in Instagram itself, when I, was, when I had a lot more influence in the fitness industry, right? I, yep. had, I think maybe I had, no, I think I had more um, couple likes now and stuff, but I had more followers. I had more followers yep. back then. I think I have over 40 or 50,000 followers. I don't even know anymore, but that was like Mm -hmm. five or six years ago when it was all fitness, you know, Mm -hmm. the level of interaction that I have now compared to then it's nowhere close because now I'm making more impact. No matter what content I'm posting, people are able to relate now, even though my, my, my level of growth actually declined from the beginning. So from fitness, Completely fitness niche, right? My brand, my personal brand is all about fitness. Yep. Fitness workout, my selfies, looking cool, looking sexy, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I was just yep. doing it for the wrong reason. I was doing it for the likes. I was getting it for uh-huh. attention, right? Did it right. really convert? It converted some for my online coaching and stuff, my online personal training. It converted to some money, mm-hmm. right? It, it was uh-huh. cool, but at the same time, it, my purpose wasn't really to inspire. Maybe a little bit, but that wasn't my main purpose. So when I switched yep. on that recently, maybe a uh-huh. year and a half or maybe two years ago, so I was like, yep. you know what? I want to share my whole entire lifestyle. I don't care anymore if I post my girlfriend. I don't care anymore if I post myself with my family. I don't care anymore if I post my vacation. Something's completely mm-hmm. out of fitness niche because I want to ent- document my entire lifestyle and share the people. This is the people that I care about, right? Because back yes, then, right. once I post my girlfriend, I get more unfollows from the girls or n- no offense to, you know, bisexual uh, men. That, that follows mm-hmm. me back then, you know, you're both women yep. bisexual and they just unfollow. And I was like, man, maybe they don't like that type of content. Maybe they get jealous or they unfollow or whatever. And, and yep. you know, so I take it down because I le- get less likes over there. And then I was like, mm, I'm a little sad about it, of course, you know, because I want to show off mm-hmm. everything that's going on. Yeah. When I post, you know, my family still not have any engagement. If it's not something like my body or fitness related or anything like that, I get less engagement. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I kept it that way in a, you know, for a couple of years. Then I realized, you know what, fuck it. I don't care about followers anymore. What I care about yep. is about me and the people that I surround me and that I'm really proud of um, whatever it is that I'm, I'm doing in life. So that's what I kept right. going. So my followers keep going down, keep going down, keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. And then recently, I finally broke the plateau. This was probably beginning of this year, uh, of mm-hmm. 2000, 2018. For every 
uh, fitness, old fitness followers that are I'm following me, yep. I, get, I get now this entrepreneurial people that are following me back. They're following yeah, me. Yeah, so now that's the, that's yeah, the niche you're getting into. Yeah, the niche. Yeah, correct. Your IG is all about entrepreneurship now. That's why it's more of like uh, people that are following your previous niche are going down, but your current niche, they are rising up. That's right. So, yeah, and, you know, legacy, it's all about legacy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I want to create a legacy before I leave. I want, even though that's, right. a, that's a healthy desire, but of course, uh, it, we need step-by-step -step basis and actions to go towards that. So, do you mind if you share with the audience, what is legacy to you? Legacy to me is, is more of a like, not, not just inspiring people. It's more of yep. a like, how many leaders I'm able to create? How many leaders I'm, I'm, I'm nice. able to, to bring value with, right? How many companies yep. can I consult more to make them succeed? How many more mm -hmm. people I can make an impact? Not just inspire, because people can get inspired and just disappear right away. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a good thing to inspire somebody. It's a good thing to motivate Definitely. somebody. But if yep. there's no implementation and execution behind it, I feel like that it's, it's pretty much useless, right? So I want to make a legacy where I've actually made somebody successful, whether that's in life, right. in life coaching, whether that's in their business, in business consulting, whether that's in their body for transforming their bodies, you know? And, mm -hmm. and that's something that I can really be proud about. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, we are coming to the end of the show, so we are left with one last question before we end this conversation, and that is, if today is your last day on Earth, Fritz, <laughs> if today is your last day on Earth, okay, touch wood, all right, what would you say to the audience that's watching right now? Spend time, spend quality time with your family, your loved ones in your life, mm -hmm. live your life to the fullest, and just be honest to yourself. Put out everything that you wanna do, Give out mm -hmm. everything that you want to give and just, yep. do it. and just do it. There's no such thing. If this is my last day, all I, uh, the leaving words that I want to leave behind is just spend time, quality time with your family and loved ones. That's all I can nice, say. Nice, nice, nice. Wow, thanks, man. Thanks for your time to be here on the show with us. Just nice early in the morning over at your side at Chicago. And for us, it's already midnight. <laughs> so, yeah. So, wow, thanks, man. And so... Folks, for all of you that's watching, remember, follow your passion, okay? And don't forget to document whatever that you have been doing, be it on IG, Facebook, either in video form, content, uh, in terms of uh, typing it down or, or pictures or anything, right? Document it and then 20 years, 30 years later, you realize, wow. You can look back and see what you've done, yeah, right? Correct. Time passed by so fast and that's what I've been doing and what I've already done. So, wow. And, and you are, you're going to be proud of what you have done and also be thankful for the past self for helping you to develop until the current self that you're in. That's that right. you become stronger and better and everything, right? So, yeah, I mean, wow. And also at the same time, don't forget to actually spend time with your family despite your busyness in work busyness and business and so many other things in life you know you only have one life to live so if you're gonna live it fully don't just spend it on luxury stuff and then forgot about your parents if you want to spend it spend it on them as well so if you want to be successful you have to know how to balance everything out just like how gary does in terms of balancing in his life Perhaps uh, I would say maybe Ty Lopez, Anthony Robbins, and all the other great speakers, trainers, coaches, entrepreneurs around the world, they have been really successful because they are balancing their life out, even though we see them so much on social and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, well, thank you so much, Fritz. No problem, for right? Glad to be on the show, on the show. and make this happen finally. Yeah, man. And so everyone that's watching, don't forget to follow Fritz on the Instagram account, all the websites, all the links are all at the bottom of the uh, content. You can check it out. And also at the same time, just 
let you guys know that I'm going to create some new content coming out. It's called hashtag WMHS. It means World Mental Health Series. So I'm going to talk about everything and anything about my niche, which is mental health, which I haven't been doing. I've only been interviewing people. Now it's going to be my turn to actually share my knowledge with all of you. All right. So with that, thank you so much. Oh, See no you problem, guys right? soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Ragsy Show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it has added value to you. And stay tuned for more. Take care. Ciao.